we're back myself and christine now as i say i was up to nearly four o'clock in the morning going through these well just flicking through first of all trying to get my hands on them i was trying to find it free was it on document cloud couldn't find them everything only through pacer so i had to sign up to pacer and oh it was a complete drama the time i did it i got them and i just i kind of read the the front docket and i must have fallen asleep so I've kind of flicked through it. Christine's had them for a, a couple of hours now. So what we're going to do, we're going to do these in parts. So tonight is going to be part one and it's going to be between pages one, uh, 19 and 20 of the court documents. And we're going to deep dive. We're going to bring you with us. And what's interesting is it looks like there's a lot of the same players. And we're also trying to find out. We suspect there's names to other players who haven't been mentioned in this court case, but their possible businesses have. So there's a lot more, but we're going to focus tonight on the first 1920 pages. So Christine, welcome back. Thank you for having me. And this is an interesting dive for sure. So and I just want to begin with, you know, it's bad when at the beginning on the front page of the documents, it says in bold red writing, trigger warning, this document contains highly graphic information of a sexual nature, including sexual assault. Additionally, there are graphic images of the aftermath of a shooting, uh, redacted Im images of sexual intercourse, redacted images of minors, sex workers and prostitute, details of sex trafficking, and the illegal distribution of guns and drugs. Now, that is on the opening page. United States Federal Court, Southern District of New York, case number 24-1457. It's under a civil action. It was filed yesterday. And the, pla the plaintiff is Rodney Jones. And there is a list of defendants. Sean Coombs, i.e. Diddy, Justin Dior Coombs, which is Diddy's son, Ethiopia, oh, Habit Amaram, uh, Lucian Charles Grange, Christina Coran, Coram, uh, Chalice Recording Studios, Love Records, Motown Records, Universal Music Group, Coombs Global Enterprises, John and Jane Doe's, one to ten, who we don't know who these people are, their names have been redacted, but they've, they've been listed, and ABC Corporation. So that's the, right. that's the very cover page. And then underneath, we have the statement. So we've got the, we've got the names there. Underneath, you've got the trigger warning. And we're going to go over to, to, to you, my oh. dear, Christine. Yes. So interesting. Uh, Justin is Justin Combs is the son of Diddy. Uh, Ethiopia is the former CEO of Defender Motown Records. Mm -hmm. Lucian Charles Grange is the current CEO of the Universal Music Group. Christina Karam, also known as KK in this document, and she comes up quite often is the chief of staff to Diddy. We'll I.e. is a mark too. Yeah, his handler. She's yeah. 
she is definitely, yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell. So, so under Combs Global Enterprises, he has his fingers in a lot of stuff, including beverages, marketing, film, TV, media, music, fashion, fragrance. Finance. Um, I think he stopped the finance. It was uh, Revolt, wasn't it? One of those cards right. he was part of. I think so. So <clears throat> the gentleman that's bringing this case against Diddy, his name is Rodney Jones, also known as Lil Rod. Um, he was a child prodigy musician, uh, grew up on the gospel in church and taught himself to play 13 musical instruments. He he really had the world by the tail until he got a phone call from Sean, Sean Combs, asking him to work on the Love album. Which so is between, his album, which is his latest. Right. Between September 22nd and November 23rd, they produced nine songs for Diddy's What year? Album. Sorry, what year was that? What, those, give me those dates again, but with the year. September 2022 and November 2023. Okay. So you know how Diddy does this. When he asks somebody to come work for him, it's never that easy, right? They have to live with him. He wants them to be in his house, to follow him around, to record everything he's doing. He brings them into his life and they get sucked into this alternate universe almost okay so this kid this, or a kid a grown man i'm sure this man when he came in to diddy's life okay like i said he was just a, a straight christian white male that that was was very affluent in music he lived with diddy for months at a time in la new york miami and the u.s virgin islands he spent several weeks on a rented yacht in the U.S. Virgin Islands that Sean Diddy rented. He witnessed, experienced, and endured a lot that is cooperated through witness statements, pictures, videos, and audio recordings. He personally has hundreds of hours of footage and audio of Diddy, his staff, and guests engaging in serious illegal activities ecstasy cocaine ghb ketamine marijuana mushrooms displaying and distributing firearms lacing alcohol for minors and sex workers in california new york florida and the u.s virgin islands his chief of staff kk sent her staff on drug runs for diddy and Christian Combs drugged and sexually assaulted a woman. Like, he's got all this on film. Diddy talks about how his relationship with T.D. Jakes will soften the impact of the Cassie Ventura lawsuit. I think that kind of backfired on him. I don't think that went the way he thought it would. Um, he was talking about young Miami's cousin, and or assistant, we're not sure, sexually assaulted Mr. Jones. 
Cuba Gooding Jr. There's a name I wasn't expecting to see. Also sexually harassed Mr. Jones. Several assaults on underage girls from different rappers and R&B singers. And then when it came to, if you remember the uh, Chalice recording studio shooting. Yes, yes, yes. That, okay, that was in September 2022. Diddy, Justin, and his friend G, which is the one that got shot. He was a 30-year-old African-American male. Um, they were having a writer and producer camp at the Chalice Recording Studios. There was a big disturbance between the three of them and they took it outside into a restroom. Jones was standing outside, outside of the restroom and recalled hearing several gunshots, was really afraid for his own life, thought he may get shot through the wall. I mean, he was in shock, couldn't believe it. And of course, Jones, or I'm sorry, uh, Jones saw Diddy and Justin come out of the bathroom and looked at him when they saw him and said, when the police come, we had nothing to do with this. You make sure that they know we had nothing to do with this. And they left. And they Whoa. left him standing there holding the bat. Right? Well, so suddenly everybody's heard the gunshots. There's this big group of people coming outside the bathroom. Nobody's helping this guy. So he runs in, starts to put pressure on his wounds and and lifts him up off the floor onto the toilet to try to help because he's, he's wounded multiple times. He has someone call an ambulance and Jones carries him to the ambulance and lied to the police. And he told the police it must have been a drive-by shooting because he didn't see it and he didn't want to be involved and he was scared and he was in shock. He just wanted it gone, right? Had to have been a drive-by shooting. That's what he told him. But he said since that day, he has been traumatized. He's got PTSD. He's anxiety, depression, insomnia. It's really rocked his his world, and so that was. And they've they've replaced the images that he took. He took, he took photos, didn't he? Yes. So the deal is, we know that they use trauma as brainwashing, right? They do it on us, and it's the same thing. Diddy's using the same thing on him. So this is a form of manipulation. And it's really deep and really dark. And after that, he said he was sexually harassed and assaulted by Diddy, like, constantly. He said it was constant, unsolicited, unauthorized groping of my anus in L.A., Florida, New York, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. He said Combs was naked all the time, would just run around naked force him to work in his bathroom where he's on the toilet and taking a shower and he's just doing weird stuff all the time. And he said, you know, I'm a straight Christian guy. And so I'm not comfortable with this. So I reported it to his chief of staff, KK. Well, that's the wrong person to go to, number one. 
but KK said, ah, uh, you know, that's just Sean. Sean will be Sean. That's how he shows you he likes you. So she's obviously the groomer and the enabler, right? Mm -hmm. And then she said that, or he said that when other people were around, Sean would just start taking his clothes off, just get naked, and everyone else would leave but Jones, and he's stuck there with him. Because he lives there and he can't, you know, he's like, he just kept feeling like these were setups over. Well, he's being over. contractually, that's another thing. Diddy's gotten to sign a contract to be the producer, exactly. which this was his big opportunity to work on, on this big next Diddy biggest project. Exactly. So he has to sign the contract to say that, you know, to do that, he has to be there. And if he could, tries to leave, that's the, you know, he loses everything. Right. Right. His work. And you're not going to get paid until this is all done. Whatever. Yeah, you won't know your work either. You won't be able to take your work, what you've done so far. That won't be yours. Right. No, yeah, that, so that's how they, they control it all. Yeah. So then what they do, and this is the next step in this grooming process, Mr. Combs found out who Mr. Jones really looked up to and admired, which was Stephen Aaron Jordan. They called him Stevie J. Well, he's an American DJ, record, record producer, and television personality. Stevie J was part of the Bad Boy Records production team at uh, the Hitmen, funny enough. In 1997, Stevie J won a Grammy Award for his work on Puff Daddy's debut album. And through the late, night, uh, late 90s, he produced several uh, artists, including Mariah Carey, Kevin Campbell, The Notorious B.I.G., 112, uh, Jodeci, Faith Evans, Jay-Z, and Eve. Wow. So he was one of the, you know, producers on the Love album. He's, I mean, you know, and, and, and Jones really looked up to him. So Combs said, well, hey, you know, I know Stevie J really well. He's, he's one of mine, right? Here, check this out. And he uses Stevie J to engage Mr. Jones in homosexuality to try to entice him. He starts showing him pictures and videos of Stevie J anally penetrating a Caucasian male without a condom. And it was done to ease Mr. Jones' anxiety concerning homosexuality. He's trying to break his spirit. And according to Mr. Combs, this is just normal practice in the music industry. Even Stevie J's doing it. So stop acting like this is anything wrong. If you want to get somewhere, you got to do this. We all do. This is how it works. So he told, uh, Diddy told Jones that he had had sex with all kinds of singers and rappers and with Stevie J. And Combs promised to make sure that Mr. Jones would win producer of the year at the Grammy if he engaged in homosexuality. And then he promised him that he would give him his um, his $250,000 to purchase any instruments he wants, that he would give him twenty mil a $20 million property on One Star Island if he would just do what he wants him to do so he's he's throwing out all these enticing things right and and 
I mean, it's a bit like times like a million times worse. Right. So he's just like, he's just being sickened by it all. Right. Well, then on Thanksgiving 2022, Jones was in Mr. Combs' house in Miami when young Miami and her female cousins came. Diddy was intoxicated and offered Jones Coke. And he said, no, I'm, I'm not interested. And he walked out and went to the restroom. While he's in the bathroom, young Miami's cousin bursts through the door, begins groping him, falls to her knees and starts blowing him. And he pushes her away and leaves. When he walks into the other room where Diddy and his entire staff is, this chick comes chasing him out of the bathroom, strips all her clothes off and starts straddling him in front of everybody. And I mean, he's like, literally could not get her away. He pushed her off again. And there's pictures of all this. There's video of all this. This is, I mean, they have everything, right? So it's just, I mean, when you say, you know, I, because I've, I've done it, I've been guilty of this myself. You know, how are men sexually harassed? How does that happen, right? Well, here it is. Here it is. This is how that happens. And they were trying to break him down so big. So... Mr. Or Diddy forced Jones to start soliciting sex workers, perform sex acts to the pleasure of Diddy. A free call. There you go. And he had him go to the booby trap in Miami, Florida. That's and where our friend uh, Jonathan Oddie is around that area, isn't he? Oh, he's at the Dancing Bear. So this is a new one. This is another one. The booby okay. trap. So, yeah, the same area. You're right. Here's the deal. He tells him to wear his bad boy hat into the... Because Jones doesn't even want to go into this club. He has zero interest in any of this. But when he walked in with that hat on, everyone in that place knew what he was after, and they came to him. They all know. They all know. So all he had to do was walk in and walk out with all the sex workers he wanted. They all knew what it was, where they were going, and what was happening. And that's how this whole thing gets started. Diddy doesn't even have to show up. He can send somebody in a hat, and everybody knows what to look for. So that's a nice little tidbit of information. Should you see anybody walking around in a bad boy hat, just saying... So at the end of all this, where I am right now, and I'm just ending as much as, like I said, I've only had a couple hours to start digging on this. But I told you, as Diddy would promise huge things, right? $250,000 of instruments, a $20 million estate, just, just you can have it. He goes from that to threatening to kill his own mother, Janice, if he doesn't get what he wants. And then looking at Jones and saying, you know, if I'd kill her, I'd kill you. Wow. He woke up one morning. Didn't he wake up one morning? 
with the he same- woke up one morning with um let's see he had been drugged he woke up in bed with two sex workers and combs he literally was he was dizzy he had no memory he was naked and confused and he remembers aimlessly walking around the house naked for hours he couldn't get to his right mind couldn't get back to himself and he knew he was drugged he just didn't know what how when whatever so yeah these are the things this is how dark and vile this gets now we haven't even covered what's next and i i chose to stop where i did for a reason okay because we know that this is dark and we know that this is depraved and we know that this this is this is a grown male dealing with this and the next part of this deals with children and i just and i noticed it was only it was only 7 months ago yeah yeah that's that's heartbreaking yeah this like you said this case was just filed yesterday this is huge people need to look it up you need to do some digging you need to understand what's going on and what your children are listening to the idols you're you're idolizing get your eyes off these idiots and get them get them on the lord this is dark depravity and it's it's really gross and there's photos so, it's quite clear these are children oh oh yes 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 there were five under 16 that i know for sure in the next story we'll do but yeah. i just wanted to to it is interesting to me though that uh how many times cuba gooding jr seems to come up so that's interesting but yeah there we'll we'll do some more digging on this of course and we'll bring you the rest of what we find out as as we get that done but yeah we'll, I, we'll bring ahead. this in parts we're going to bring this in parts um obviously christine's doing has, has also got another like mission she's doing and she has to i was a bit worried but she knows what she can do and what she what you know she knows so yeah um so if christine does part two tomorrow we are going to bring you part two if not i'm going to be going through it all and i will run through part two so can i just say that was actually only 19 pages so we do have uh how many is it 17? i think i believe there's 73 73 so, pages. Yeah, we have not even begun to dig this is just so, the preliminary on what this case is about and it gives you a little information on maybe who is involved and how there are many corporations listed in this case there are many does both john and james listed in this case it's important to remember as things are hitting the fan and coming out not all of hollywood is evil satanic demonic not all actors are evil satanic demonic not all musicians are evil satanic demonic some people <laughs> have literally been coerced into these things 
and then feel trapped and and can't seem to escape yeah and when you are dealing with people that are running guns and drugs and cartels that's what we're looking at here folks is a cartel you are being held captive and and you do feel that way for a reason because it's real it's real and so these people that believe they were above the law have been they have been for a long time and everybody's been working together to shield them and cover them but their covering is gone now and the veil is being ripped and the truth is shining through and it's a brand new day and justice is here it so, really is i mean, I mean we're i'm looking for links at the moment because you didn't join us for cape watch but now we've had um princess michael of kent's son-in-law who's only 40 something has just dropped down dead william oh. didn't go to king constantine's memorial and king Con and which was in like, like not far from them i think it was at windsor hmm. castle and william just cancelled at the last minute um still no news on kate no reason why william pulled out at the very last minute and it was only down the road and it was his godfather yeah that's strange so it is very strange and then we've got, obviously got this um earth his earth prize summit coming up in south africa where kate isn't invited to and then we looked into the woman I looked into it after we saw those photos. We addressed who the woman was. And her name is Julia Leal Hartogs. Mm, yes. Very interesting. She's a she owns this company that supplies, get this, private jets to celebrities and super yachts. I wonder where Diddy got his yacht. So we're wondering where's the yacht come from? What's the links with Epstein? Like, because it's around the Virgin Islands and the Bahamas. Um, interesting that Williams is all about saving the planet, this charity, Earth Prize. And we know the worst people that they, they say, <laughs> they say, um, you know, the, the, the ones that come out, all these amazing celebrities that come out and call for climate action and all these liberal fools. They're the worst um, offenders because they travel everywhere in private jets. Well, she actually owns a private jet supplying. This. It's just you couldn't make it up. So, right. you know, what goes on on these private jets as well? What goes on on the yachts? Um, she speaks six languages. She's very well educated. She was sitting in Kate's place at the event in London. Uh, so, yeah loads going on wow. so that's it tonight. um we'll be back tomorrow with the nightly news there's an interview about to go up with the incredible christina england all about vaccines so that's it libertytactics.co.uk thank you so much christina christine thank you you guys have a beautiful week god bless